on episode number 15 of the To Be Encouraged podcast, Bishop Julius C. Tribble speaks about the separation and the schism and the hope for the United Methodist Church moving forward as we discuss his recent article, I Am a United Methodist, Even Though. So I, I, I don't expect the church to be perfect, but we serve a gracious God, a great uh, God who's, who's big enough uh, to receive us without our perfection. It, but our Wesleyan heritage says that we're always striving to move towards that perfection. Hello, good people. Welcome to the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. My name is Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, the co-host of this podcast, where Bishop Tremble speaks a word of encouragement to a discouraged world. Today we're talking about the United Methodist Church and that which separates us, that which divides us, and that which brings us together and gives us hope. We're going to discuss Bishop Tremble's recent article that he wrote, which is entitled, I Am a United Methodist even though, and in this podcast, he's going to unpack some of the facts that are happening right now, some of the circumstances, the present truths that we face, and a word of hope and grace. As we entered into this discussion, I'm reminded of the book I read several years ago called Good to Great by Jim Collins. And in this book, among the other things he says that moves companies or organizations or nonprofit organizations or churches from a status of being good, kind of getting by, to great, there's a number of factors, but one of the ones he talks about is the Stockdale Paradox, which is a phenomenon where people face the brutal facts of their circumstances and choose to still move forward in faith. Stockdale Paradox is based on the experience of Admiral Stockdale, who was a prisoner of war during the Vietnam era, and he used this philosophy in order to not only survive and manage, but to get through the terrible experience of being a prisoner of war and then later to excel in his life. It's my belief that Bishop Trimble is giving to us here now in this conversation a good example of the Stockdale Paradox. When we talk about the even though statements that he makes, he talks about the present reality, the brutal facts, and he's going to talk a little bit about what's next, how we serve a great God, a God of grace and truth and peace, and how that can be a, a guide for our lives moving forward as United Methodist clergy, as United Methodist lay people, and as people who are making their own decisions about where to go next during this time of great uh, division and, and, and a bit of strife in our church. You're going to love this issue. This, this episode is going to speak to your needs, I believe. I invite you to take it to heart. And when we come back on the other side of the podcast, after the interview, I'm going to share with you the entire text of Bishop's uh, Bishop uh, Tribble's article, I'm a United Methodist, even though. So let's get into this conversation uh, with Bishop Julius C. Tribble on To Be Encouraged right now. Bishop, welcome to uh, our podcast ep uh, conversation today. Thank you, Dr. Brad. It's uh, good to be with you, and it's good to extend a word of encouragement uh, in a world that is always hungry for encouragement, uh, with so many things happening so rapidly across the globe. 
Well, a lot of things are happening in the world. We have a, we have a war going on, and we've got racial strife. We've got gun violence. We've got all kinds of things. But we also got uh, circumstances that we have to deal with in our own United Methodist Church. And you and I are United Methodist uh, pastors and care deeply about the church. And we are going through some real stress right now in our church. And uh, recently, you've written a couple of things and shared a couple of things about your take on the situation in, in the church. A couple of months ago, you wrote an article called, I Am Not Leaving the United Methodist Church. And then just recently, you uh, had an article about, I Am United Methodist, even though. And I want to unpack those with you just a little bit here uh, for today. Uh, it's been said that, you know, we are just a church in strife and there's so, so much negativity and so much angst around this. In your article about called Even Though, you said, you stated that you are United Methodist, even though, and then you had some factors there. Do you mind sharing at least a couple of the factors, the even those, why you still choose to be a United Methodist uh, person? I, yeah, Brent, I think it comes under the umbrella that I'm United Methodist, even though we don't have a perfect church. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, the, yeah, the scripture says the rain falls on the just, the unjust, the righteous, and the unrighteous. And so I don't expect... Uh, my brand of Christianity, my tribe, to be more perfect than any other tribe. You know, I, I'm United Methodist, even though sometimes the preacher doesn't preach a great sermon. And I've been that preacher sometimes. Oh, my. Yes. And people and people come back the next Sunday. Uh, mm -hmm. So, so I, you know, I, I'm United Methodist, even though, you know, we we celebrate certain things, certain Sundays. And and sometimes we don't always celebrate them the same time or. We don't always take up all the offerings for the special Sundays, right. but we but we but we point out that we do believe in peace and justice. So I'm glad to be part of a denomination that recognizes a peace and justice Sunday. I'm glad to be part of a denomination that recognizes world communion, that we're part of a, a, a Christian community that is bigger than just our denomination or just our state. And people may not know this, but the world communion offering uh, it helps to provide scholarships for seminary students. And I happen to be a recipient of one of those scholarships. When, oh, when we okay. were students at Garrett, I received the Crusade Scholar. And so my first appointment, I went. I said, first thing I want to say is thank you. And then people are like, well, what is thank you for? I said, well, if you took up an offering on those special Sundays, I want you to know you were investing in a future bishop. You know, yes. and I got a scholarship at the exact same time my wife was uh, pregnant with our uh our third, uh, our first child, our first child, which was born in Evanston, Illinois. And uh, she had to stop working and we, it came at the right time. So the church invests in leadership. And I'm a United Methodist, even though, you know, uh, there are other churches that have maybe fancier names yeah. or, or make bigger, bigger claims than. Yeah, uh, you, you, yeah. you mentioned full gospel, world center, Christian <laughs> community. There's all kinds <laughs> of names out there. Yeah. And some of our churches are just like first church, whatever town, aren't they? <laughs> That's right. And and it's and it's part of our history. So so I, I, I don't expect the church to be perfect, but we serve a gracious God, a great uh, God who's who's big enough uh, to receive us without our perfection. It, but our Wesleyan heritage says that we're always striving to move towards that perfection. Well, and then, you know, you say quite a few things in your article. One of them is there. But uh, even though we are known for being methodical, but we see the need to embrace new ideas, a messy church. 
And uh, I think that's uh, a good thing because sometimes we do get a little bit uh, stuck on our ways. And that's a little bit some of the uh, pain we're going through right now is being stuck in our ways and having to change regardless whether we like it or not. Well, COVID-19 COVID has forced that, yes. uh, you know, forced some more adaptation and innovation. Uh, 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 is And what, what is it, the notion about uh, uh, the mother of... The mother of uh, oh, yeah. Mother creation is... Uh, is uh, How's it go? Mother creation <laughs> is chaos, basically. But, uh, yeah. you know, difficulties or challenges of the mothers of, of, of invention. So, yeah, oh, yeah. we've yeah. had to change. Well, I, I think that just is commendable that you and I'm looking at the writing right now. There's probably a dozen or so, even though statements which basically say, OK, we're not perfect. We got some problems. We got some challenges here before us. And these challenges indicate, yeah, maybe there are some areas that we need to change and we have to deal with our current reality. And then in your article, you shift then from the even though to the truth is statements. I'm just going to read a couple of them. The truth sure. is. Even when cloudy, the sun is always shining somewhere on God's earth. The truth is, when children are skipping, God is smiling. The truth is, the gospel is expanding, the Christian church is growing, and God is still calling. Can you speak to these truth is statements or anything else you want to say you believe our truth is in our United Methodist Church right oh, I, now? I, absolutely, Brad. I've, I've had the privilege, uh, before I became a bishop and since I've been a bishop, to travel various places where we have a united methodist witness with the flaming cross across the globe uh, whether it's in europe and germany or whether it's been in west africa or southern africa or at africa university mm -hmm. and uh in many of those places uh the sun was shining and back at home i'd get a, a communicate say hey, it was cloudy here in indiana so the point is that the god's sun is always shining someplace and uh god is still calling people uh, every single day of the year, calling people to ministry, lay persons and persons who feel a call to ordain ministry, preaching the gospel, sharing the gospel. And this notion, sometimes we we get a little caught up in navel gazing and become so parochial that we think that it is only our local congregation where the work of God is taking place. And when in fact, God is doing work right at our local church, in our communities, but at the same time, God is doing work in many other places. And being part of the United Methodist Church means that at the very same time we are celebrating, someone else may be experiencing a challenge. And at the same time we're experiencing a challenge, someone else may be baptizing babies or receiving new members. So we celebrate as essentially, Brad, one church in many places. Yes, yes. And I know, Dave, you've also shared how even though we go in through these challenges and the there's a lot of angry, upset people, there are still some very encouraged people, including some of our new uh, uh, elders and some of our new people being called to ministry. And have you been encouraged by some of what you see from some of these fresh views of the church coming in? Tell me about that. Absolutely. I see, I see uh, uh, what I call maybe unparalleled passion uh, for church and for reaching people using platforms that you're familiar with that, uh, and, and I'm becoming more familiar with, and others who really are, are have kind of grown up, or what do you call them? Uh, they're, they're digital natives. Oh, yes. Uh, as, yes. as opposed to digital immigrants. Which, which is I, what, which you and I are definitely <laughs> that, or at least, at least right. I'll speak for myself. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think I'm excited about that. And people still believe that, that it's at the center of our purpose 
of making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world is is love of God and love of neighbor, which mm-hmm. will be our which will be our annual conference focus for 2022 uh, awesome. out of Matthew 22. Then you, you then you go on in your uh, article to say after we had the uh, the um, even those statements and the truth are statements, you had a, a series of the I am statements, which I really think speaks to your whole theme of this podcast and what you're all about to be encouraged. And, and you say a couple of things you've already mentioned here. I am United Methodist because I was baptized in this church and I went to camp in this church. I, I am United Methodist because I don't need to be great to experience grace. I'm United Methodist because I don't need all people to agree on all things. I'm United Methodist not because I have quarrels with other religions or churches, yeah, but the, because the United Methodist Church represents the best of Protestantism. Say a yeah. word about encouragement, about these I am. Where are we going here with mm-hmm. these statements? Well, it's kind of tantamount to Jesus in the Gospel of John when he declares the I am statements. And I, and I believe that. I believe one of the great uh, beauties of our church and the strengths of our church is our Christology, our understanding of our centeredness is in our, is in our love for Christ and love for neighbor not in our interpretation of scripture as some would elevate that or our, or our appetite for some ultra orthodoxy that no one could fully Mm -hmm. understand. You know, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. Jesus says, I am the bread, uh, bread, uh, 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 Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. So, so in Jesus Christ, we have the example of, of that all that we need and all that we all that we want to be I am United Methodist uh, in part by heritage everybody wasn't born into the church and I understand right. that but people have made a choice for a church that does not ask you to check your mind when you walk into the building mm, uh, nor does it ask you to check your check your heart so so I, I believe that uh, United Methodist Church for me I often say for me represents the best of all Protestant possibilities. And I love that when you're talking about that, how it kind of reminds me of Western quadrilateralism, you know, about, you know, you got to have scripture, you got to have tradition. Those are important, but you also have the heart of experience. And then you also have to have reason. Don't check your mind uh, at the door. And we have to apply those. And in your, in your writing here, you say one more thing that I just really think is important to touch on. You say, I'm United Methodist because I fell in love with Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior and discovered myself in the United Methodist Church. Let's put that in the context of people who are listening to us right now who may be thinking, okay, I'm, I got to reevaluate this whole United Methodism thing. Tell us what were you, what you wanted to say there with that statement about Jesus Christ. I think uh, Jesus Christ uh, impacts our, impacts every part of our lives. So in our, from our home to the, to the, to the community of faith that we want to exercise that faith with. So I think people who may be discerning or contemplating leaving really ought to ask some, some, some self-critique questions and inter- self-interrogating questions around. Where do you place Jesus and your relationship with Jesus and your relationship with neighbor? I've never been part of a church where there was, wasn't a, all kinds of diversity. Sometimes that sure. diversity I couldn't identify just by looking at people. But there was a diversity of experiences, a diversity of pain. Uh, people bring different stories uh, to the to the congregation. But as as the writer of Galatians, Paul says, we are to bear each other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Share each other's joys along the way. And in First Thessalonians says, we ought to encourage one another and continue to do so, especially to those of us who believe and who are called according to Christ Jesus. So. I, I am United Methodist. Uh, that will not change. 
uh, I often say it, and some people say that, um, that, 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 that it's just a saying, but our method is born, method is bred, and when I die, I'll be a United <laughs> Methodist dead. Yeah, um, there you go. But, 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 but in all seriousness, I know some people are finding it difficult uh, because they're wondering, will, will we ever be, clarify what it means to be welcoming and inclusive? And others are saying, you know, are we, are we somehow abandoning our understanding of Scripture or the primary, the primary role of Scripture? Sure. We, say, we say that Scripture contains all things necessary for salvation. And what I like about the Wesleyan understanding of grace is there's room enough for me and my imperfection and room enough uh, for for you and your imperfection as well. Uh, so so for me, I think this it's, it's something worthy of celebrating. I'm, I, I, I had never uh, been to camp until it made, was made possible by the United Methodist Church. And a great question was asked of me when, when I was a pastor and we took some children to camp who, from the city who had never been outside of the city. And one of the young persons asked, said, whose camp is this? And I said, this is your camp. This is your camp. Whose camp is this? They're looking around, Brad, at all the trees and all of this land. Well, who who owns all this? And that was one of those times, you know, sometimes you're you're spot on. (laughs) And I said, it's your camp. It's your camp. And I could see the brightness in that child's well, eyes when he responds. And when you see people light up, and you know they've light up with something, with the love of Christ, and in our United Methodist tradition, you know, we, we want to, you know, talk about that, uh, the, the, the warmth in the heart, right? That transformation in, in the heart. And if that's not happening, then then we need, or we're doing something wrong. But I see that it is happening. Even though we go through, we are imperfect, we go through some ambiguous times, and we're looking for clarity. Uh, God is still God, and uh, Jesus is still Jesus, and the church is still the church, and it is embodied in the United Methodist Church, and you've given us an encouraging word here today. One final encouraging, encouraging thought before we go here on this episode here, Bishop. Any, well, any all, who are, all who are currently in the United Methodist Church and those who might be seeking a church can find a home in the United Methodist Church. Those who consider themselves traditional, liberal, progressive, centrist, conservative, Vegetarians, Sagittarians, even parliamentarians, Brad, even parliamentarians. Oh my we're, we're going deep, <laughs> we, yeah. That's right. We can find, you can find a home. If you're, if you leave it to line with another's expression of the church, global Methodist or others, take some time in the coming days to ask God, is this what you would have me to do? Uh, you're not my enemy. Uh, and there's no bad people in this story at this time. We are all children of the Most High God, and uh, I'm trusting Jesus Christ to the glory of God because people are hungry in this world, and they desperately need the love of Jesus Christ as experienced through other people. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for, indeed, that uh, encouraging message about the state of the church. And I encourage people to check out the links where I have in our show notes to find these articles by, uh, by Bishop Trimble about the state, about the, uh, not leaving United Methodist church and the, I am enough, uh, though United Methodist uh, church our, our this is the to be encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Trimble an encouraging word for a discouraging world. 
I want to thank Bishop Julius C. Trimble for sharing with us his thoughts today about the circumstances in the United Methodist Church, about how we're facing this division. You know, as of May 1st of 2022, we have a new denomination which hived off the United Methodist Church, and there is decisions to be made at General Conference in 24, and many churches are choosing to disaffiliate, and almost every United United Methodist person, clergy and lady alike, are dealing with with this issue in some form or another, and Bishop Trimble gives us some guidance here. We're going to put connections and links to the articles that he's written recently about uh, I choose to be United Methodist, and I uh, I am a United Methodist even though, in our show notes at tobeencouraged.com. But I did want to conclude uh, our conversation here today by actually reading the text of, uh, of Bishop Trimble's article, uh, which is entitled, I am United Methodist uh, even though. So, Let me share this with you, and we'll conclude our time together with this reading by Bishop Julius C. Trimble. I am a United Methodist, even though. I am a United Methodist, even though every day is not sunny. Even though I have heard some really lousy sermons, and I was preaching. Even though I have been accused of singing hymns too loud. Even though... I think John Wesley was cool, but not nearly as important as Jesus. Even though little children often skip up to children's time and don't follow script. Even though some church greeters seem surprised when visitors don't arrive to church on time. Even though some churches suggest it would be better if they didn't receive a female pastor. Even though... When churches hesitate to accept diversity, we block our own blessings. Even though some prefer to quote the Bible in part rather than read it in full. Even though other churches have cool names like Full Gospel, World Center, Bible, Christian, and Community. Even though some of our churches fail to update their websites. Even though our bishops wear purple shirts, but don't have colorful skull caps or miters. Even though our offering trays are not deep enough, and rarely do we dance when receiving offertory. Even though we think the gospel is not expanding and the church is not growing because our local church is struggling. Even though... All churches fail to remember to celebrate the six United Methodist Sundays with designated offerings. Even though we are known for being methodical, but see a need to embrace new ideas. Messy church. Even though we have a long, rich tradition, but desire to embrace fresh expressions. Even though we used to start one church every day, And now some churches have no new professions of faith. Even though we are not perfect and currently characterized as a church at a crossroads over human sexuality, covenant, and seeking a way forward. The truth is, even when cloudy, the sun is always shining somewhere on God's earth. The truth is, when children are skipping God is smiling. 
The truth is, the gospel is expanding. The Christian church is growing. And God is still calling. I am United Methodist because I was baptized in this church, went to camp in this church. I am United Methodist because I don't need to be great to experience grace. I am United Methodist because I don't need all people to agree on all things. I am United Methodist not because I have quarrels with other religions or churches. For me and millions of others, the United Methodist Church represents the best of all Protestant possibilities. I am United Methodist because I fell in love with Jesus as Lord and Savior and discovered myself in the United Methodist Church. Be encouraged. Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Friends, I commend to you this article by Bishop Julius C. Tremble. We hope that you'll join us next time on the To Be Encouraged podcast with Bishop Julius C. Tremble. Until then, I'm Reverend Dr. Brad Miller, encouraging you to continue to do all the good that you can. Consider yourself encouraged and appreciated for listening to Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. Now, please share the blessing and encourage others in your life to listen, to be encouraged. You can do just that by pointing your people to the website tobeencouraged.com. That's T-O-B-E-E-N-C-O-U-R-A-G-E-D.com. Or connect through Apple Podcast where you can follow, rate, and review To Be Encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimple. When you do that, you're doing your part to bring a good word to a discouraged world. Remember to listen next week to be encouraged with Bishop Julius C. Trimble. And never forget, God loves you, and there's nothing you can do about it.